Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. Harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. There's a picture that I just described, but there's a real picture of a soul, any of them, you at one time, me at one time, without Christ, that is just like that. Harassed by lies. Helpless to change one single thing. And when a sinner, harassed and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd, comes bumbling along towards Jesus, maybe more accurately, when thousands of sheep, harassed and helpless, come bumbling along towards Jesus with all of their fears, with all of their worries, with all of their needs, with all their heartbreaks, with all their debts, with all those irritating quirks. What does Jesus do? Does he roll his eyes? Does he get tired? Does he help a few, but he can't possibly help all? He'll just do his best with the drop in the bucket that he can accomplish. We see something far different today in the pages of the Bible. That Jesus alone, our good shepherd, the only one who can help, the only one who provides peace for the harassed has compassion on sheep without a shepherd and asks us to do the same. Let's dig into the scriptures today, the sermon verses from Matthew chapter 9, and I think you'll see more about what I mean. I know we just read them in the gospel reading, but I think it's helpful to read them again to keep them close to you. Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. There, in a short summary of verses, we have the three goals Jesus had during his earthly ministry. Number one, he wanted to teach people about his mission. He went around teaching people, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, 
but will have eternal life. Jesus said those words himself. And you caught that, hopefully, in verse 35. He went around proclaiming the good news of the kingdom to all the towns and villages without rank. His second goal of his earthly ministry was to do miracles, to show that he just wasn't some kook that appeared out of nowhere that could do unique things, but that he was foretold by the Holy Scriptures of long ago, and he was the legit, real deal Messiah and Savior of the world. And so he did miracles galore. There was nothing he couldn't do. He healed every disease and sickness. And then along with teaching about the gospel of his finished work, along with doing miracles to prove he was the Savior and to help people who were in trouble, he also trained disciples so that after he had finished his work of living perfectly, dying innocently, and rising from the dead triumphantly, these disciples would go and teach the gospel to the ends of the earth and pass it down from generation to generation to generation to generation so that people like us would have it and be able to share it. Why did Jesus do miracles, teach the gospel, and train disciples? It wasn't easy. It was exhausting. But why? It's because his heart was this. He had compassion on all without rank. Without rank. Compassion here is such a neat word in the Greek language. Literally, it means good guts. Jesus had good guts towards these people with all their problems and all their annoyances, and all their fears and heartbreaks, when they had their heads stuck in the fence and they couldn't get out, when they were believing lies of the devil and telling more lies to others, that's when Jesus had good guts towards them because he knew, if I don't do anything, they're going to get devoured for eternity. And he didn't want that to happen. Jesus had compassion on those who were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And what a wonderful Savior He is for us when we once were like sheep without a shepherd. Some of you, though born that way, don't really know what that's like. As long as you can remember, you've always known Jesus. That's how I am too. Others of you got to know Jesus later in life and you know a little better than people like me. What life is like as a sheep without a shepherd? When you feel like you're bumbling your way through life, when you go back and forth between pride, I got this, I don't really need Jesus or God, to despair, wow, am I in trouble and there's no way out. And all of us, if we're careful to admit it, would say we're tempted to go back to that pride. Do I really need Jesus that much? As well as despair. What am I going to do now? I don't even think Jesus could help me with this one right here. It's scary to be a sheep without a shepherd. And when we tell ourselves the lies 
that Satan promotes. He knows he can't beat the shepherd, and so he leads the sheep to believe lies about the shepherd. And when we are full of ourselves, holding Jesus out casually at best, or when we're full of ourselves in a different way, tormented and in despair, hurting and broken, and yet somehow distancing ourselves from God and even blaming Him instead of drawing closer to Him as our only solution. Guess what? The devil has us right where he wants us. And what's more, if we are full of that pride or despair, we are helping others to also be full of pride or despair. We're more irritable. We're more impatient. We're, we're less willing to listen and help, less generous with our time and money and energy. We see other people coming with all their hurts and fears and irritating quirks. and We're proud and think, I don't have time for them. Get out of here. Or we're in despair saying, you know, I really would love to help them and, and I sure wish I could, but I don't, I don't really know what to do. I don't even think Jesus could help them like that. Do you see how helpless and harassed we are in our lives? When we distance ourselves from Jesus at all, we're like that lonely sheep on the side of the hill with a head stuck in the fence, telling ourselves terrible negative things, unable to change any of it. But what a good shepherd we have. Jesus knows we're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, lonely as can be. Jesus has good guts towards people just like us in situations just like the ones in which we find ourselves. He's even willing to lay down his life. It wasn't too hard. It wasn't too scary. And there's not one single thing that could come up in your life that's either going on right now or going on someday in the future that he cannot help you with and lead you through. Not even one. His shepherding ability is that all-encompassing. His good guts towards you runs that deep. And then he says, guys, open your eyes. The harvest is plenty. The workers are few. And if that was true back then, in Jesus' day, how true is that now? And really in any day and age in which anyone would live. I have to mention this before I forget. You know, Jesus isn't the only one whose eyes are wide open thinking there's a big opportunity out here. The devil that roaring lion looking for someone to devour also sees great opportunity in the world. He's active. He's with it. And we have what it takes in Christ to help harassed, helpless sheep without a shepherd to have peace, joy, love, satisfaction, and an eternal home in heaven. Because Jesus, the shepherd, as he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask 
plead, beg God, the Lord of the harvest, to send out workers into his harvest field. As Jesus has that approach, wanting people just like us to be his workers in his harvest field, he doesn't send us out there empty-handed. He doesn't send us out there with nothing but our wool as sheep ready for the slaughter. Jesus sends out sends us out with the powerful, enduring, eternal Word of God that sends the devil scurrying away and frees every sheep from every trap. Pray that God would give you the opportunity to help someone who today is harassed and helpless, whether they realize it or not, like a sheep without a shepherd. Pray and, and keep it simple and pray that God would give you the chance to help them simply get to know Jesus better. Pray that God would give you such compassion for souls, the same compassion that He has for souls, those good guts when sinners come around. Pray that the Lord of the harvest would be able to keep you away from pride, thinking you don't need Him that much, judging other people with some kind of ranking system, as well as keeping you from despair where you say, why bother trying? Nothing's going to help anyways. Pray that our Savior keeps you from both of those extremes and keeps you right where He wants you, saying, my Savior had good guts for me and I want to lean on Him to have good guts for Him or her. Or them. And what's more, Savior, keep my eyes wide open to what you see. Give me the ability to trust what you say. Keep me far away from those lies and immersed in your truth. Because then I know that I will be a blessing to the people around you and be a blessing to me and in my life as well. These workers Jesus trained, 12 disciples. One of them didn't even make it to Easter. He despaired and lost his life by his own hand, Judas Iscariot. But the rest of them, with all their weaknesses, with all their times of being tired, with all of their doubts and fears and so on, they did some pretty incredible things. They took the message of Christ and His forgiveness to the ends of the world before they went home to heaven. Yeah, it wasn't easy. They were flogged, and in the end, some of them were crucified, impaled, thrown off cliffs, insulted, dismissed as a nothing. And yet, they spent the remaining years as a sheep with a shepherd, not with a head stuck in the fence surrounded by lions, helping other people have that same peace and freedom that they had found in Christ. God bless you as you do the same thing, as you take the compassion that our Savior had for you when you came, just as you are without one plea to Him, and then have that same compassion and Christ-centered approach to anyone, anywhere. Anytime. Amen. 
we know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.